we're we're uh, we're live. Hey, hey guys. Oh yeah. Hey bring guys. Us in. Bring us in. Ding us in. Like NBC. Yes. Nice. What's up? We're doing it. What's up? Um, hopefully, uh, everybody's in a little bit better spirits than last week. I know I am. Mm-hmm. You know. I had a hell of a week. Did you? I, yeah, last Friday, I was taking a shower, and I felt this fucking lump on my butt, and I freaked the fuck out. And, and since it's gone away, it was, like, bruised. It was black and blue. But, uh, dude, like, I, I kind of lost it internally. And since then, I haven't had anxiety like that in a long time. I can't tell if you're being serious or not. No, he's serious because he, he sent me a picture. He was at uh, a friend of his house. And so then he texted both of us the next day. And I shared what I thought it was just based on the fact that we watched Dr. Pimple Popper enough. He, just so that, knows, yeah. these, he knows these medical terms like uh, skin and blood. It's really impressive. Right. But, uh, the, the thing that I don't like about this is the lack of social distancing with being at a friend's house. Well, it was, it got to the point where, look, I mean, I agree. Uh, we didn't get close to each other, even though I went to someone's place, but my, uh, it got to the point where the social isolation and the terror of not knowing what was on my body uh, compounded with the fear of going to a medical facility if I needed to, um, I kind of lost it. I was like in tears. Uh, and yeah, I hadn't felt anxi anxiety like that in a very long time. Um, I, I shared a social media post just a couple hours ago where I kind of shared about that. But since then, I've completely changed my information intake diet. Because I realized, like, I need to start protecting myself uh, for my own well-being and the information that's coming in right now. Um, so, yeah, I'm in a totally different state right now than I was a week ago when we last did this. So, yeah. so based on that, I'm curious. Uh, of course. Last week to this week, what has uh, been the difference for everyone? What, what are we consuming well, I think I was where you were last week, um, minus the pimple on my ass, which I, I haven't had. Um, it was a bruise. Let's get it straight. I think it was a bruise that's gone okay. away. Well, I think I was where you were last week, where I had already been just sucking in information from every possible source and reading everybody's posts, and it was just like overwhelming and I finally, I think, honestly, that was probably after our recording last week was probably the worst night that I had in a while. Um, I had also taken some new vitamins and uh, I don't know whether it was my anxiety that was making my heart race or the combination of vitamins that was making my heart race. But like I was up till three, four in the morning, called my dad, who is a, he's a former pharmacist. I was talking to him about it. I talked to Justin the next day, but uh, since then I've really gotten into a pretty good regimen at home, a very specific schedule every day. I've taken on some new things that I'm really enjoying. Um, and I am consuming very 
little amounts of news, only stuff that is needed or stuff that like before I read it, I check in with myself and I say, hey, am I in a good place to read this? And after I read it, will I still be in a good place? And if the answer is yes, then I'll continue down that road. And if the answer is no, then I don't bother reading it. And if it's something that I'm interested in, I'll like send it in an email to myself to read later, you know, and I found that to be really helpful. Let's um let's introduce Joe because Joe's on the call right now and he's Ew. in the UK. What's here, yes. Joe? I, I got here. Uh, that's Joe's. That was really fitting. Audio. Yeah, signature. guys. Joe Joe John Hamilton is on the call. That's me. <clears throat> Joey. Joe, how are you feeling? I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because we are on lockdown now in the uk we've been told to stay indoors and um only leave the house to exercise once to go get food to the pharmacy or to visit loved ones who need care um and since we've kind of been put in this scenario my anxiety has been a lot better because it's kind of like a final not a final, but finally some clarification on the situation in some way. Um, because before it was kind of like, oh, it's probably going to lead up to this point. I don't know when it's going to be. Do I need a stockpile stuff? Do I need to run over to my parents' house and grab a bunch of equipment so I can do work? Um, so to kind of be in this lockdown phase, which is going to last for I don't know how long, it's it's kind of like we've set set up camp and can now just kind of wait out. Yeah. I, I, I definitely can, uh, relate to that in that, you know, like I feel a comfort in being in a situation where I am like, I've decided to be locked down. I've decided what I'm going to do and what I'm not going to do. Um, it's a little bit different. So we're all in the same state, Joe, here yeah. in the States. We're all in Maryland. Mm-hmm. Um, our governor has uh, closed down all non-essential businesses in the hopes that that has a very similar type of effect as what some states are doing, which is called shelter in place, which is essentially like you can only leave to go to essential places like the pharmacy or the doctor or the supermarket or you know, like you have to pick up food. Um, from what I've seen, it's working uh, to some degree, for sure, in terms of social social distancing. People are taking it a lot more seriously. But I'm trying not, going back to Jordan's, you know, kind of comment before, I'm trying not to get too overwhelmed with a lot of other people or a lot of other states or a lot of other countries or even our country as a whole. And I'm just trying to think about on a daily basis, like, what can I do that I have control over, like hunkering down, which gives a sense of peace and calm, like you're talking about, Joe? And then is my family doing the same thing? And is there anything I can do to make sure that my family does the same thing? And um, there's a there's definitely a comfort in that. And I'm kind of like ready to have this be the norm for a while. Mm. Like I'm, I'm embracing that. I'm, I don't want it to go back to normal anytime soon because i don't think that is there we're anywhere near ready for that no 
you know? So this feeling of safety is, is it's a good feeling and it's a feeling of, of control way more than I feel like I had, you know, when we talked last week. Yeah. yeah I, th- I think for me, uh, to kind of speak more to the changes since the, the last week when we spoke, um, and I feel significantly better today than, than I did last Friday night. And part of that with, with creating boundaries was realizing like there's only so much I can control and there's only so much information that I need daily. Look, I want to understand this is where the world is. This is where the country is. This is where the state of Maryland is. And this is where Baltimore city and Baltimore County are right now. And one of the, the thought leaders, marketers, writers uh, that I've been most influenced by is, is Seth Godin. And he, he shared some writing where he said, all you need uh, to get what you need to know is five minutes a day. And that really struck me and it really challenged me because it didn't make sense that five minutes is all you really need. And I'm noticing that he's kind of right. I've found a handful of sources that I trust and I'm getting the bullet points of information. I'm not watching press conferences. Um, I'm sure as hell not watching the president and I'm getting bullet points of what's relevant to me, uh, definitely locally, but also more broadly and using that to influence what my worldview is in that given moment, using that to influence what behaviors that I can engage in to help myself And beyond that, my attention is just on protecting myself and helping myself Um, because it's so easy to get uh, just trapped in the habitual checking of social media or turning on the news or going to a particular website and getting more information and more information. And much of the information either is opinion or analysis or just all kinds of fat that really doesn't pertain to us uh, for instance, what's going on in a specific hospital in Detroit. It's important, but is it important to me right now? And and I think I've been trying to assess uh, where my boundaries are uh, with respect to that information. And it's made a huge difference for me. I agree. Nice. There's, def- there's definitely uh, something to say about about uh, staying in place and and just acting locally because like to matt's point matt you haven't really left the house in how many days uh i don't even know right and you're i mean you're staying in place so for all intents and purposes if you just stay where you are with the people that are with you there's not much of a chance of you now getting infected with something because you're not exposing yourself to anything Sure. The, the, the only exposure potential at this point that I have are, you know, getting groceries delivered or Amazon boxes and I'm taking the precautions there. You Mm -hmm. know, there was a great video that was going around yesterday. Sure. You guys saw it about how to handle groceries, how to wash groceries, how to put things away. I mean, that video went very viral. Jordan Uh, shared that one with everyone. Yeah. Um, yeah, the only thing, you know, if, if there was anything that I was slightly concerned about, it's um, we had on Monday, we have the movers coming to my old, my house that right. is sold. Right. And the movers are moving everything out. Um, but even then, like when I go to the house and I'm dealing with those people, I'm going to be very careful. Right. Um, 
you know, I'll have gloves. I'll be aware to wash my hands. I may even bring my mask. Right. Um, you know, it's just, it's, it's those small things you can, con- can control that can make you feel better. But again, going back to you, Justin, you have not been home in place at all. You've been no. out every day in a care facility, a yep. medical facility. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're, you're seeing a whole different side of it and you're dealing with a whole different side of probably concerns. Do you have concerns? What are you worried about? Um, no. And Carly And Carly just literally just left to go to work at a hospital. Right. So no, honestly, no, I don't. Um, I think it's, it's actually been really healthy for me to be able to get up with that sense of purpose and that direction. And I know exactly where I'm going. It's not that, you know, and I think a lot of people maybe talked about this, um, in the, in the podcast group. Uh, and I've heard a lot of people talk about this now that they're working from home or trying to figure out if they're not working, what are they going to do from home? Uh, having some semblance of a routine and something to focus on so they don't get lost in maybe the way of, to, to Jordan's point of checking social media every five seconds and then listening for the latest quip of someone's either analysis or probably just opinion of what they think and when it's going to end and what's going on and whatever else the noise is that just clutters the mind. And for me, uh, you know, today marked two weeks at, a, at this new job in the midst of this craziness, but it's felt much more normal to be able to, to have this routine. I get up at a certain time. I get to work at a certain time. I do my normal checklist of this is what needs to get done. All things that people could be doing from home, but it, it's, a, it's a little harder to self-motivate, I'm sure, with all of the uncertainty. People want an end date. People get stir crazy. What am I wearing? What am I doing? Whatever, right? What am I thinking about? When, what should I be working on? For me, it's a much different thought. It's going and it's me just trying to think of um, what can I do? What can I do? And here I I try to just look. I carry carry on hand sanitizer. I have a I have an N95 mask. I have gloves. I've 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 all the safety precautions that are at my disposal. I try my best to limit my exposure to other people, and and I just do what I'm supposed to do. And I feel like that's kept me really mentally healthy in all of this. So I haven't really had that much time to consume whatever president Trump is, is doing, or, or sometimes I check in to hear what, what our governor, Larry Hogan is talking about just to see what's going on in our state. But I only have so much time and and so much energy to pay attention to it, that it's been therapeutic and very healthy for me to get up, go do what I need to do and not listen to all of the noise. And I just, look, I'm just hoping that I stay healthy and thus far I've been good. Right. That's good. Joe, a question for you, and and I don't want to get too sidetracked, but you know, I I have been doing some reading in places where I feel good about reading, and it seems like the UK is really starting, or at least has a plan to start, really focusing on testing. Is that the case from what you've seen and heard? Ooh, um, <laughs> I've British been correspondent. Yes reporting from Kingsham. Um, I've been limiting my intake a lot as well. Because okay. um, um, our Prime Minister has been doing these sort of daily briefings every day at 5pm, which 
I've been keeping up to date with, and I haven't really been doing anything else news-wise apart from that, because I figure, all being well, anything I need to know will be in that briefing. Um, but I haven't heard that. Um, and it's my understanding that we're still only testing people that go to hospitals. So, got it. So let me let me clarify. Um, not necessarily testing for people that are sick at the hospitals, but antibody. Anti right. Yeah, the antibody test. That yes. is true. Yeah, I did hear that, that they're buying a bunch, which, but I do believe that's going to be mostly reserved for people working in hospitals. Got it. Um, okay. To, because a lot of people are taking time off worrying, because if they have a mild cough or something, they have to go home and not work. And obviously we need everyone working that can work. So having the antibody test will obviously, um, it'll let people know if they've had it and are safe to come back. So right. they don't need to worry about showing minor symptoms again. Yeah, I know that they're trying to, you know, basically get that going here too, state to state and everywhere that possibly can, because that will help. Um, at least to understand the data a lot better. And so, yeah, anyway, we don't need to spend too much time on that. I was just curious if you had heard anything specific or if it's the kind of thing where the general population is going to be involved in any sort of widespread testing like that. But I guess we'll see. It remains to be seen at this point. But Yeah, I think it's probably that's always going to be the end game, but it's going to be a, a series of steps in rolling that out in Got it. sort of addressing the priorities, I guess yeah well let's let's hope the priorities are all in the right place um well so guys today uh we wanted to address a lot of the questions that we got from the facebook group um before we do that justin wanted to say something just real quick i was going to post this in the in the the group and someone want to throw out the uh how do you get there Jordan? facebook facebook.com slash groups slash chocolate croissants or just search chocolate croissants in the group's search bar on your Facebook app. And one more, hit it, please. One more time, Joe. Uh, Facebook.com slash groups slash chocolate croissants. See, people are going to listen because he has an accent. Okay, so yeah. uh, something I wanted to put out there that I actually didn't because Jordan's been doing uh, such a wonderful job. I think Joe also posted and Matt of curating um, do you guys remember that thing? Remember concerts? Mm -hmm. What? Right? Jordan and I were talking about, I sent him a, a we, I have all these, I have some framed posters I was going to, I was going to put up and, uh, and you know, he was like, Could you imagine a world without concerts? And I was like, you know, oh man, no, I couldn't. And, and I just wanted to, uh, share that everyone needs to go watch that cold play. I don't know how tiny desk is still releasing content from like mid March, which kind of seems like we were in the midst of it, but they're still putting stuff out, which I think is wild. I think everyone needs to go check out the Coldplay one, and then whatever else they're still putting out. If can I, I can't figure out how they're still putting stuff out, but it's it exists, which is wonderful. Jordan, I'd, I'd imagine that was recorded. Prior I don't know, to man. Beginning. And I would also suggest that from Joe's perspective, you, Justin, are the one with the accent. I agree with that. Well, there's three against one. Everyone should go and watch the Code Orange video. Which that, they was did. that was great. That was great. It was their 
for album a release show that got cancelled, but then they put it on with like a tiny production team and live streamed it, and it was fantastic. That was great. Yeah. Justin and I did a workout weeks ago now where I had him listen to that record, and uh, he liked it a lot, I think, because I they, they were affiliated with the WWE. They right. were. I saw right. that. Right now. Right. I actually did the uh, four six this morning. No. Well, that's that that gets us into what. Let's what, transition. Uh, yeah, what I wanted to talk about, or at least what the group wanted to talk about. So, we were going to answer some questions today, um, and the first question is uh, again, it's from the group facebook.com slash groups slash chocolate croissants. Um, Ryan Andrew Smith, shout out to Ryan from Massachusetts. He wrote a lot of stuff, but the, the 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 main point of his question was, do you guys have any habits that you wish to gain or change during this time? Um, and how do you determine what is a realistic change for you? Um, so I, I definitely have some things to say there, but uh, I'd love for you guys to chime in if there's anything in particular that you guys are doing during this time as far as habits, fitness, nutrition, Anything that you're that you've changed for the better, um, you know, Jordan, you doing four six today. That's that's awesome. Is that something that like you're trying to incorporate now into your daily habit or daily routine? I think honestly, it you you posted it, and I started watching a bit more as an observer and started following along and was like, well, fuck it. Why am I not doing some of this? And it got my heart rate up. And that felt important. Uh, so, yeah, I think I'll be doing more of that. Uh, I, I don't think physical fitness is one of the things that I've quite yet tackled. And, and some of that has just be, you know, been because of some of the, the physical issues I've dealt with over the past week. Um, look, prior, I, I shared about changing a huge habit of information intake. So to speak to the second question uh, that was posed um, it's just really paying attention to how do I feel? And that is always the North Star of does this behavioral change, uh, does it serve me or does it not? Um, I have the self-awareness that I feel significantly less anxious and uh, significantly uh, more in control of, of how I use my time um, uh, based off these these behavioral changes. And, and it's a thing that I constantly constantly monitor, not only daily, but just in, 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 in many moments throughout the day. Um, beyond that, I, I've been working with uh, a public speaking coach and, and we had a session a couple days or yes, yesterday. And um, that is an area of my professional career that I'm very interested in expanding. Uh, I still often get hired to uh, speak professionally, uh, typically through uh, a workshop type format where I'm in a circle with a group of uh, people and facilitating rhythm experiences, but more importantly, uh, facilitating conversation to make meaning of, of those rhythm experiences. And I'm, I'm, I'm interested in doing that more. I'm interested in doing that uh, in a much more high profile way. And that's going to take for me a lot of time alone to uh, not only self-reflect, but to, to write stories out 
to kind of, I, I've identified many stories that I haven't shared publicly and I really want to jot them down and start to refine them and speak them out loud to myself and to uh, a, a video camera. And if that's still the terminology and, uh, really and and come out of this experience where i'm stuck indoors which is the most unnatural thing for me uh it's very uh i don't like it i i get energy from being out in the world and engaging in the public and being around that kind of social energy so now that i'm forced to spend all this time indoors and alone uh, i think i will be spending a lot of time doing those kinds of things so when daylight breaks and we can start engaging with the world again, um, I, I would have already done a lot of the work and I'm, and I'll put myself in a position to, to start sharing, uh, much more, uh, passionately and, and deeply and more frequently. Nice. Joe, are there any routines in particular or like habits that you've been working on developing during this time? Um, the main change for me is doing workouts at home because previously I would um, go to the gym or go climbing. Um, uh, so I've been, I, but when I realized like everything was going down as it, as, as, a bit, as it said, um, I got a kettlebell so I could do something at home. So that was good. Um, but otherwise not really because my work, was by myself in a room uh nine to five on a computer and that's what i do now so not that much has changed i'm at home which is nice because i'm with my wife more um my mother-in-law was staying with us until yesterday morning because nat my wife's dad went to italy where it like all kicked off in Europe with work and then came back. So he had to self-isolate for two weeks. So I was, I said to Nat, why don't you invite her here? So she can then at least continue with some sense of normality. So she only left yesterday. So it's kind of like we've reset again. So now I'm sure there'll be new habits formed going forward. So it's kind of like the first day again, almost in the new, in the new sort of, uh, environment and schedule, I guess. But I'm just trying to keep my nine to five work as much as possible. Yeah. Joe, with that kettlebell, Justin led you through a workout. Yes. Yes. What was that Justin, like? It was great. Justin and I were working together before all this, um, trying to get my nutrition and energy and exercise uh, in a better directory. So he, he helped me with a really great kettlebell workout, which was the one Matt posted on Instagram as well, I believe. So I've so been I'll, doing that. I'll just say, you know, to save Justin from doing it, but uh, if you want Justin as a personal trainer on your phone or laptop, uh, in, in the episode notes, his Instagram handle is there, at Justin Blake Goodman, uh, and use discount code CHOCOLATE25 at, at checkout. <laughs> Which means, uh, you know, if you look, anyone right now who needs a workout or something to do, you're lost and you're just not sure where to start. You just want something to do because you're used to going to the gym or you don't have a routine yet. You just want to do something healthy. 
hit me up. I'll send you something to do. And if you're lost on how to do it, I'll film you a couple quick videos so you have an idea of what to do. And we'll go from there. Yeah. Yeah. And I've been sharing a little bit more of that. I know that I've been texting uh, some of like my good friends, you know, Matt, Joe included, of, of people who are I know really enjoy spending their time going to the gym and it makes them feel mentally and physically uh, healthy and it makes them feel sane. And, and it's, it's like one of their favorite things to do just to have that release. And so I've just been, when I get up at six in the morning, I'll write a quick workout. Matt can attest this because I tend to send it to him every day. If not, I get a text that says what you got for me <laughs> and, and I just send it off. And then I, you know, I just wait for Matt to tell me, oh, it, it was great. You know, oh, it took me this many minutes or I got this many rounds in. So yeah. if anyone needs like a 10, 15 minute quick workout and you can always double that up or triple it up if you got the time and energy, you know, let yeah. me know. I've got plenty of things I can write down. 300 damn swings today, bro. I know. Wasn't that great? That was great. Yeah, that was a, that was a good one. Yeah, it's look, we're, we're talking about just having a, a daily wad, like a daily workout of the day. And that's all it is. And that that gives people a little bit more uh, normalcy in times that don't really feel that normal. Yeah. I definitely have gone into a very <clears throat> different routine than than what I'm used to doing outside of work. Work I, I can do from anywhere and I've been doing from anywhere for a very long time. So that that hasn't changed. But the things around that work uh, in every pretty much every aspect of my life have have changed, and it's things that I've purposefully decided to change for a number of reasons. And even prior to this happening, I was focused on some different health goals for myself. Um, and I almost feel like this situation, in some ways, was serendipitous, at least in my mind, as a as something that would force me or that has forced me into really enacting a lot of the things that I've been, you know, doing a little bit or to some moderate fashion, I'm now doing full on full force every single day. And my, my schedule has, has changed a lot because of that. Um, but there's a bunch of stuff, you know, like Justin, I haven't really even talked to you about this a bunch of other stuff that I'm doing um, aside from doing you know, a workout every day. And if it's, if it's not something that you've sent me workout wise, um, Natalie and I both, uh, subscribe to Peloton cause we have the bike. So we do, if we don't do it on the bike. We do like the floor workouts, the body weight workouts. Those are fantastic to, to have access to, but my focus really is on doing it every day. Unless for some reason, you know, one or two days a week, I feel tired. Okay, I'll, I'll listen to my body and I'll rest. But so far, I mean, I've been exercising every single day, um, some days harder than others, but it helps me mentally. It helps me physically. I, I know I'm improving my, my health across the board in a lot of different ways. Couple that with the way that I'm eating right now. Um, you know, meals are a, a thing of the past in some ways where I'm not really sitting down and having, you know, a meal, a big meal for lunch and a big meal for dinner and snacks in between. Like I'm more so snacking on healthy things throughout the day at different times, but eating way less calories, eating really good calories, um, things that, that, I know that my body needs right now, coupled with vitamins um, and the exercise I'm doing. So I'm just being very, very conscious of all those things. And I, I feel physically great because of it. The thing that's 
really new into my routine, which I'm I'm really excited about, um, is about a week ago, just over a week ago, I signed up for the Wim Hof Method 10-week program, um, which I don't know if you guys are aware of, but uh, anybody listening, check off, check out the Wim Hof Method. Um, so I'm in week two of that 10-week program right now, and it's pretty amazing. You know, I, I've I've been really structuring my days based off of the teachings from that course, the, the homework that comes with it. Um, and I have just felt really good, you know, physically and mentally really good combining um, the combination of exercise with breathing, with, you know, the meditation that comes with it, with eating well, with getting sleep, and then also with work that's been gratifying and spending really good quality time with Natalie and the dogs. You know, as scary as things are right now, especially compared to last week, I've been able to commit to a a routine that allows me to retain physical and mental health. And I feel like, just to round this out, now is the best possible time to do that. Um, because if we want to get down to it and not you know, hide from the big elephant in the room, there's a health threat, right? There is a very real health threat that's killing people out there. And, you know, having a strong immune system, eating well, getting exercise, getting good sleep, having a good state of mind, you know, taking your, the right vitamins, all of those things affect the mental health, the physical health, your well-being, your immune system. Um, so I'm looking at this as, I guess, in this particular moment as survival techniques, right? Like committing to a routine that's based around surviving and and more than surviving, thriving. But it's also something that I feel so good about that I don't foresee myself stopping the minute that we can walk outside again. You know, I really feel probably physically the best I've ever felt right now. Um, and that's not something that I would change now that I've touched this, you know, um, so anyway, that I, I wanted to say that because if people listening don't have an idea of what to do, look for ways to improve how you eat, look for ways to improve exercising or starting exercising, look for ways to improve sleep, look for ways to improve, you know, spending your time doing work to be productive and to feel like you're accomplishing something, look for ways to spend your time so that you can have fun and get some relief and, you know, do something mindless, like watch the fucking tiger King, which has been amazing. But like, there's, there's just so many things you can do instead of feeling like you're spiraling, out, spiraling out of control. Um, and I want to direct that to my friend, Mike, who posted a pretty heavy, and I, Jordan, I'll get to like definitely talk in one second and Justin too, but like, you know, our, our good buddy, Mike posted something pretty heavy today in, in the chocolate croissants, Facebook group. And, um, you know, aside from what I just said, it's just understanding that you, it, it, it's understanding the serenity prayer, right? 
I can only control what I can control and, and the things that I can't control, I, I have no control over. So I'm not going to spend my time worrying about them. I'm just going to do things that will better prepare me and better occupy my time so that if I am faced with adversity, I'm ready for it. And that's right there. That's how I'm looking at my life right now. But it's it's something I'm going to very much so carry with me beyond this snapshot in time. I think it's very well said, very valuable to anyone listening, uh, including myself. Um, so thanks, Matt, for sharing all that. I just wanted to name check a couple people in the group because you're essentially answering uh, a lot of their questions. So Ahmad out in Syria, uh, a Dylan in, in Kentucky, and, and Brian in New Jersey. Um, specifically, Brian, uh, his, his pointed question was, in what ways are you finding positive opportunities um, in, in this situation. And, and Matt, I think you really answered that uh, really beautifully. And, and, and I agree, this is an opportunity, uh, whether we choose to do something about it or not, and, and how we proceed, that is 100% up to us, uh, not only in the behaviors that we engage in uh, from day to day, but also uh, our perspective, our, our, our mindset in, in how we move through this. Uh, this is an incredible opportunity to really work on ourselves, uh, to really work on our relationships. Uh, I know I've reached out and connected to people, um, you know, through FaceTime and, and phone chat whom I haven't talked to in a while. Uh, this is giving us a lot of time and, and it's really a, a check to our, what was considered our quote, uh, normal routine prior to this beginning. Um, and, and, and it's my hope for myself and for everyone listening that uh, we, we take advantage of this incredible opportunity to really look within, to assess what's working, what's not, and, and to really start applying uh, uh, our, our time well. And, and, and what Matt said, creating new habits, creating um, new lifestyles that when this is over and we get the, these things that many of us took for granted, whether that's sitting in a restaurant, whether that's hugging a friend, whether that's going to a concert. Um, we, we can enjoy those things, of course, with much more gratitude and, and understand the preciousness of those things. But, but also uh, the new habits that we've created for ourselves, uh, we, we, we not only continue living those out uh, once we get back to uh, something closer to a quote normal, um, but, but these improved versions of ourselves, we get to share and express with the world. And, and if, if all of us do that, then uh, we will be living in, in a much more compassionate and, and enjoyable world together. Yeah, agreed. Well said. Um, there's, a, there's a guy who actually just went on a Wim Hof before all of this, maybe a month ago, hosted uh, a lot of um, highly influential people. Um, a lot of people that Matt and I would follow, one of which was Jesse Itzler. And he talks a lot about, and he has a course on building your life resume. And I mentioned, I mentioned this to a loved one the other day of, you know, just think about where you currently are and maybe use this time to think of, Hey, I might live another four five, six decades, seven decades on, on this earth. What else do I want to check off experience wise for my life resume? 
you know, what else could I be doing? And so, look, we, I think we talked about this last week. You could learn a new language. You could practice something new. I'm really fortunate for the position that I'm currently in at work because I feel like I'm uh, applying everything that I learned in studying nutrition and leveling myself up as a dietitian. You know, so every day that's kind of like a, a big focus of of my practice. But it's also nice that then I have this downtime after like putting the work in for the day. I can come home and and you know if I want to, I can do something mindless, or I actually have time to sit down. Like I, I asked my fiance for books. You know, some books that I wanted to read so that I could actually have time to sit down and enjoy a book, which I mean, a lot of people currently, instead of just maybe uh, mindlessly, aimlessly watching Netflix and some other show, shout out to Tiger King, um, Ozark season three that just came out today. We're going to start that tonight. We're already feeling like, oh my God, I can't take it. But look, it's the thing where we can still sit down and have a routine to do all these things that maybe we lost in the sauce of working 40 hours a week and you come home tired and, uh, you know, things maybe aren't as ideal as they want to be like this, that I'm going to go, what? I'm going to send her outside. Um, but yes, uh, just the, just the, the luxury to being able to sit down and, and read a book has been, uh, highly rewarding, you know, and then also at work, just kind of leveling up in that stuff. And to me, that's, I mean, that's, plenty of stuff to work on right now go give your dog a book to read i know look that's the first time i've ever heard you use the term lost in the sauce yeah man don't get yeah it's it's easy to get lost in the sauce oh and actually one more thing i wanted to say is what matt said wim hof and if anyone knows about holotropic breathing that's a lot of wim hof's method i started consciously it wasn't but i mean i started just taking deeper breaths in through my nose and i was actually curious Two things. I actually think Wim Hof has released uh, a free course right now that everyone can download. Yep. Right? And yeah, his app. Uh, if you, well, one, he's been doing guided breathing on his Instagram pretty much you know, multiple times a week. Um, he just put out a, well, I don't know if it's just, but he has an app that you can download with, with free guided breathing on there. Um, and I think on his website, there's a, there's a free version of the course. Um, and, I mean, we're not medical doctors, but I can certainly say that it has been, even in this short period of time, fucking life-changing for me. And I'm like, sure Jordan can speak to that, you know, because Jordan, I know, has done a lot of work with, with breath and breath work for himself. Um, and I was just curious, week two, is there any component of cold showers yet? Yeah, I mean, it starts in week one. Um, week one you end every shower that you take with, you know, 30 seconds to a minute of cold and then you get out. Um, week two, that changes to now um, you start your showers as cold as you can take it for at least 30 seconds. Then you do warmth, wash up. Then you do another cold session for 30 to 60 seconds. Then you go back to warm and then you end it finally with cold at the end. Um, so that's week two. So, and, and I got to say like, it, it's, it's amazing the difference from week one to week two. Like I'm look, I look forward to taking the cold showers because it's they, awful. They, it's so tough, but it's, first, it's a it's good, really, it's a good stress. Yeah. At, at first it's really tough. And, and, and sometimes when you do, you know, you have to get in there. It's a scary thing, but like, Part of the 
the teaching in this is being able to use your mind to to physically prepare yourself for something that's about to be coming that's a hard challenge so like for example i don't just like willy-nilly jump in a cold shower um, because it is very uncomfortable i spend a good five to ten minutes before i know i'm going to shower mentally thinking about getting into the cold knowing what it's going to feel like what kind of response I'm going to have, how I'm going to handle it, the type of breathing that I'm going to do, um, and knowing that I've done it before and that I can continue to do this every day. And every day that I do it becomes easier and easier. And in fact, it's now a very enjoyable thing. And it's like a fun challenge um, that I look forward to every time I'm, I'm getting in the shower. There's a massive component to it. And, and a lot of people right now are buying these like horse troughs and filling it up with cold water and doing cold dips every morning. One, it's it just stimulates uh, their system and shocks them and makes them feel like alive and ready to go for the day. But I know a, a big part of that method of doing those cold showers is going in and not hyperventilating is really being able to control the breath through it and controlling your response to it. Correct. And I think that could, I mean, this could be a great challenge maybe that that a lot of us decide, I mean, I'm in, you know, I think Jordan think, and Joe probably would be in as well. Matt's already started it. Maybe Matt wants to start over with us, but I think this is, could be a thing that all of us take on together. And then it's another thing that, Hey, we're in this together. We're leveling up together. We do this practice together. We can all talk about it. And it's something that we take the focus away from maybe the bad stuff that's going on. Not that we ignore it, but at least we shift the focus from that to something that is helping all of us level up. Well, you guys should try it. Check out the app because there's a cold water challenge on the app. There's the 30-day breathing challenge on the app. Um, and, uh, you know, there's there's a ton of, I mean, breathing and breath work is a, a, a gigantic uh, community. It's a, it's a gigantic practice. And there's so many different methods and so many different styles that have different outcomes and different purposes. Um this one in particular, I really wanted to take on because the focus is on developing a strong immune system, developing um, mental toughness with also physical toughness and physical strength. And um, it was just the right one for me. But there's a ton of different um, breathing arts out there that you can research and learn about that at the very least – and I would I would argue that every and any single type of breath work that you can take advantage of now, even if it's only five minutes a day, will at the very least help you reduce some of that stress and anxiety that is very prevalent in the world right now. Um, so if, if you're listening to this and you are struggling with a lot of the stress and anxiety, I would say one of the first things to start looking for um, – is a breathing method that you can relate to and just go on YouTube and look up like breath work or look up Wim Hof or go on your, your iPhone or your Android and go to the app store and look up breathing and you'll find a ton of different apps that come up that offer guided breathing techniques and different things and just try one because it will make a massive difference in how you feel. W I M H O F just because it's a weird spelling. Wim Hof. Yeah. W I M H O F and it's the Wim Hof method. Right. Yeah. Jordan, you want to speak to the breathing? Uh, briefly, and I know Joe yeah. I think had something to contribute. Uh, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be so brief. Look, uh, 
the reason we practice these things and really any coping skill uh, from more of a counseling or a psychotherapy perspective, uh, we, we practice and develop these skills so we can use them, especially when we need them most. Uh, last Friday night, I was in a crisis mode. Uh, I was freaking the fuck out internally, freaking out emotionally, and thank God I had and understood and recognized the power of my breath. And it, I think it's great to maybe set aside five minutes a day or 15 or 50 minutes a day to, to practice a, a, a certain breathing technique. Um, at the same time, just one breath, and, and I shared this at the end of last episode, I mean, the power of one breath can shift our state. And uh, the quality of our breath determines the quality of our state. So that is something that we have control over. Um, when we feel anxious, our breath rate uh, is much quicker. Uh, the breath often gets stuck or caught more uh, toward the top um, of our chest, and, and we really don't let it uh, fill the belly. And uh, for me, thank God I've spent a very long time practicing this because I needed it. And even though uh, my emotional brain was, was firing and some of the logic was harder to access, uh, it, it's become like a, you know, muscle memory to, to return to the breath. And that helped me tremendously. Um, Joe, I, I don't know if, if you had something to contribute to, to the, the breathing conversation specifically. Um, if you do, I'd love to hear it, but also, uh, the broader conversation about using, uh, this, this is an opportunity in our lives right now to create new habits, whether it's developing new skills or developing relationships with ourselves or, or other people. Um, you, you're creating like donuts, animated <laughs> donuts. What is that? Yeah. That's amazing. So I've always been really interested in like 3D modeling and rendering. And I've always wanted to try and learn how to do it. Um, and now I've got some extra time. I thought I'd finally try. So I've been, there's, um, oh, I can't remember what the guy is called, but it's, I'm using a program called, called Blender. And I just looked up like Blender tutorial. And there's a really great dude who I've been following who shows you how to render and model a realistic donut on a plate and a coffee mug. So I've been doing that, and it's been super cool. It looks great. Now the next challenge is the chocolate croissant. This, that's considerably uh, more challenging to make a photorealistic chocolate croissant, but I, I will try one day for sure. Sick. Out of curiosity, uh, because I'm very ignorant towards the 3D printer, uh, the cost, what would be the cost of printing one donut? Well, what I'm doing is not printing. It's all digital. Um, but it's my dad has a... What? It's building of sorts? What's going on here? So what I'm doing, it's like, you know, like Pixar animation, Toy Story. Mm -hmm. All that stuff is like hand, not hand modeled, but modeled on a computer with like polygons and, and shapes. And then you put that into like through animation with rigging and then eventually it ends up in like a render uh, software where you get all the lighting and you denoise it and all that stuff. So I'm learning like the very, very basic steps of that. You know, that's really cool. I, I, I don't know if you know this Joe, but uh, when Des and I took a trip out to Los Angeles uh, a bunch of months back now, one of Des's 
really good friends works at um I think it's DreamWorks, pretty sure is where we were. Um anyway, uh he showed us what he was working on and he's into rendering. Um uh-huh. and just it was um, it, like the amount of time, like a month that he spent on like a maybe 15 to 20 second scene uh-huh. was just so mind blowing to see how it works and what he particularly is doing. How many people actually work there, um, and how many people work on an animated film like that one? Um, it was pretty cool. It was it's very cool to see. So the fact you're getting into that is is pretty neat. Yeah. Um, have you guys seen Toy Story Four, the latest one? No. No. Ten minutes into it on a on a flight to Hawaii, and I just I it didn't hook me. To, to stick with it. Watch it. I watched I thought, it last night for the first time, and it kind of blew my mind a bit. I think um, it was hard watching on a phone. Oh, yeah, I didn't do that. Because yeah. there was, like, genuinely some really beautiful scenes and shots in it. There was, like, a five-minute one-shot of just, like, two characters walking down a street in the rain, and it was amazing. There was some really, like, stunning cinematography in it. And it's very different to the first three. Uh, in terms of like feel there's a lot there's a lot more sort of it's more mature but then there's also more like funny one-liners and stuff it's really good cool and i mean i was moved especially by the third film i uh, cried like a baby last night watching this film that's amazing well uh i i love that experience and uh yeah i've got time now Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. you gotta watch the all four yeah. So, Joe, here's a question, which I think is more in your realm than anybody, and we we briefly touched this before, touched this before, but this is from um, Greg Aletta uh, from Florida, and he was just asking like if you have or if anyone you know has taken advantage of VR and like in particular virtual reality meetups, or if you've even thought about that, or if now that I'm mentioning it. Uh, or that Greg mentioned it, you will take advantage of something like that? Because don't you have a VR rig? Didn't you play um, uh, one of the... Um, I played Resi 7. Yeah, VR. Resident Evil 7. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I have, um, 6 and 7 come out? 6 came out like 6 years ago, maybe? 7, seven was like, out. what, last year? No, I'd say a year before, maybe. Shit. Or last year. That's and a little the classic classic family. Four? Yeah, yeah, it's it's very Texas Chainsaw, but then mixed yeah. with like also kind of cosmic horror stuff. It's very cool. Spencer uh, Spencer played it on one of our tours, and I like I always love watching it, watching mm. him play. It was terrifying. It was really good. Yeah. Really good. So but, describe um, describe what VR like an experience where we would be communicating in virtual reality. What what could that look and feel like? Well. It depends, I guess, on the platform. Um, VR, as far as I'm aware, for like realistic face-to-face meetups, isn't really there yet. Um, so it would be more like the sort of things you have on your phone where you, it turns your face into like an emoji or something. Um, as far as I'm aware, that's kind of where VR sort of social interactions at there's a there's a, a 
I don't know, it's not a game, but called VR Chat. And there's been loads of memes born from it. Did you see the I will show you the way meme with Sonic or no Knuckles? No. Dude. Probably. Um, yeah, probably. <laughs> but um I think I think it's a cool idea. I was I have been wondering if people are gonna be sort of escaping more into VR during this time. And there is a part of me that finds that a little bit worrying because I think losing yourself in a sort of virtual space too much probably isn't a good thing right now because I think a really important thing is to try and stay social and grounded as much as you can um, but I, I've been playing more VR for sure but I think for social meetups I probably want to see people's real faces like we're doing now on Skype like I did a family group call with my family earlier and that was really great and I felt really good afterwards but um but, you know I've also been playing COD with friends on PS4 and that's been really fun and relieving also. Speaking of more natural experiences uh beyond just socially uh Joe I'm not really sure what your living situation is so I mean do you have access safely to experience nature right now? Yeah, we have a small garden, like um, five by five meters or something, which is nice. We've got some chairs and a table out there, so we can just chill in the garden. That's cool. Because, I mean, I, yeah. I'm now so uh, just appreciating uh, the, the access to, to nature and, uh -huh. and, and really appreciating how literally natural it is uh, to just walk outside, uh, I feel overwhelmingly better mm -hmm. in those yeah. moments and, and we we can still take our dog for a walk every day um and where we live like a 10 minute walk we get into a nice open field next to a river so that's that's very important to be doing for the dog as well um <laughs> uh yeah but no nature is good at the moment for sure yeah, I'm just, curious, and I'm not sure if I'm saying this right, but I think it, is the the game that that a lot of people play Second Life. That is old school. That's Very really old. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, but I'm just, I'm just, I guess I'm thinking of if there was something similar to that, at least then people could kind of virtually get out of the house and have an experience. But it's also to Joe your point of of people should be kind of feeling this, and and you could have experiences like what we're currently having where. We don't necessarily get to go somewhere together, but we're together. And that's very different from if you create it, uh, you know, a, a, a different version of yourself or the person you would want to be or just or just you create it yourself. Like if you watch The Office, Dwight created himself within, yeah. right, which was mm -hmm. awesome. Um, but that's a thing where, where potentially there would be maybe uh, if and, and maybe someone in the group can share with us that this does exist, that people could go. Uh, have an experience together virtually and still feel some sort of normal satisfaction that they would if they were able to go experience that stuff together. And of course, look, the three of us are in different places right now. Uh, and then Joe is really far away from us. Whereas Matt and Jordan, you know, the two of you and I could get together and go do something if none of this was happening. But Joe, of course, that would be a, a much different uh, game. So then maybe I don't know, maybe someone actually knows of something that feels a little more realistic that we that you could actually get into. 
to yeah. go have an experience together. Well, I, I a lot of people are using Google Hangouts and Zoom and Skype, and, right, and yeah. I, I, it's been great. It really is. I think it's funny. While we were on this call, um, Natalie's sister sent a Zoom link for the whole family to hop on. Nice. Um, you know, and if any... <laughs> It's funny you're talking about this virtual reality thing, and it just makes me think about episode one of the newest season of uh, Black Mirror. Um, I think it's episode one, but anybody who hasn't <laughs> seen that, <laughs> go watch that. You guys should watch that. Speaking of VR um, and video games, you should check that out. It's, it's interesting. The last gaming console I owned was a PS2, and I all only had like Madden 2001. I think yeah. we had Resident Evil, though, for that. I don't know, and and I can't even use it. There's a the DVD Memento, a movie I've never even seen, is stuck in there. Oh, that's such a good movie. So I want I, I'd like to switch gears real quick. Um, Brittany Scott asked the question. Um, so and I've known Brittany for a while, <clears throat> but she says uh, Illinois instituted uh, instituted statewide shelter in place. We're only supposed to leave for essential tasks. I'm in my first semester of grad school, which was a transition already, but now the semester is entirely online and I've never done that before. would love to know if you guys have any tips on working at home. And uh, I do. I, I, there's two things I want to mention. One, definitely write out your schedule the night before. Um, so whatever work you have to do on a daily basis, plan what you're going to do and the hours in which you're going to do it uh, before and if you can, like schedule in other things like the kind of stuff that we're talking about or reading a book or calling a family member, whatever, schedule in those things just like you would an actual work or school task um, so that your days are really filled up and you have a good regimen in place. But something that, that I have found that helps me, that's helping my wife, um, and I'm sure it helps a lot of people, is don't just roll out of bed and like spend all day in fucking pajamas. Like literally get dressed like you would go out somewhere put on your work clothes or, or what you would wear to school and get in a physical a physical um setting just as much as you would have the mindset for it um that has made a big difference for me when i get up in the morning i don't just roll downstairs in a sweatshirt and sweatpants like i brush my teeth i do all my morning stuff and then i put on my normal pants my normal shirt um, and I get ready for the day just like I, I would if I were going out. So that's a big one because it does help you to, to get in the game a bit for what you have to do. And then, you know, it kind of helps when you, you, you wrap up your work day or whatever you're doing and you transition into the nighttime or, or the evening when you can take your shower or do whatever it is you do and then change into your relaxing, comfortable clothes for relaxation. You know, that, that's a huge thing that um, I'm wondering if a lot of people may overlook. Um, and that in and of itself can have you, it can help you feel a little bit more sense of purpose when you're tackling the things you have to do now at home that used to be out in public. I, I'd agree with all that. Just also I'd add, uh, for me, it helps to have uh, a designated place or space to be productive. Uh, so definitely I'm not going to have, um, you know, a meeting on the phone or I'm not going to sit down and, and, and write something up uh, in my bedroom or especially sitting in my bed. I try to keep the bedroom like for that and kind of protect the, uh, 
uh, the sacredness of that space. Um, I, I don't want to associate my bed or the bedroom uh, with with productivity in that way. Sure. Justin, were you going to say something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was going to say exactly to Jordan's point. I think everyone should set up a designated either, whether it doesn't have to be anything specific, but it's great to have, a if you can have a desk or a place that you go to, that you get in the mindset of this is work. I mean, look, the bed is, to Jordan's point again, a really sacred place. It really should be only for when you go in to lay down and relax. It shouldn't have your brain think of this is the place where I play on my cell phone. This is where I lay in bed and play on my computer or do work or watch TV. It's really just a place where you go in there and you should have the, your brain should know that when I go in that bedroom, this is like when I actually get really good rest. Um, Carly, interestingly, to this is, is in the same predicament. It's not her first semester though, it's her last semester. And I know a lot of people that are finishing up or are somewhere in the midst of school and everything is now transitioned. And we've already talked about it, that if, uh, if for her clinical days, she's going to have to do stuff online, as well as she's been doing this now for three years, where once a week she has to get on for a virtual class. It's a thing where you have to prepare yourself, but now it's going to be even more. So we've already started talking about uh, where do we want to set up a designated place for work? Because I did a lot of studying over the last couple of years and really the last couple of months for an exam. And it was really tough for me that I didn't do a good job of finding a balance. I felt like any hour, any minute of any day I could be studying. But to Matt, to your point, I think it is really important that you get up with a sense of purpose and you do your normal routine as if you were going somewhere. You get dressed with a purpose and you sit down in a place where you know you've now split the switch, now it's time to work. And you build in breaks. There should be breakfast, there should be, if you eat breakfast, there should be lunch if you eat lunch, there should be time where you take a 20 minute walk. I mean, you should have all of this stuff maybe built into your schedule as to Matt's point of making a schedule of everything, you know, making sure you're, you're, you're highlighting the most important things. You knock those out first and then you stick to a routine. And then when you're done, there needs to be an end point every day. It's yeah. not a nine to nine at night. It's nine or whatever time you start to, there's an end time. And then you close the stuff down and you walk away. And when you then switch the mindset, now it's time to actually relax. And you can relax because you've put the work in. And I think to anyone who's going through this, it's going to be a little bit of trial and error. Maybe it only takes three hours. Maybe it only takes an hour. Maybe it. Maybe you really do need to put in six or eight hours a day or 10 hours. But whatever the, whatever the case is, you figure out what you need to do and you try to stick to that routine with built-in breaks as if it was a normal day. Proceed as normal, even though you're in a different environment. And when you're done, try your best to, to learn the boundary of, I'm gonna cut it off and I'm gonna go do something else. I, I, you deserve to now relax because you've put the work in. And you'll get better and better at that. Um, Joe, yeah, one sec, one sec. Um, you'll get better and better at this. And over time, you'll be able to, you, you'll get, you'll know how to be a little bit more flexible with it. Like. Right. At first, if you're going to do this, one, don't overwhelm yourself with too many things in the day. You know, be kind to yourself and realize it's a new thing. So you don't want to put too many different uh, milestones throughout the day that you need to reach and you put pressure on yourself. It shouldn't be like that. But just put the main things in, start slow, and then as you get better and better at it, you can start to add more things to it. Um, or you can even kind of decide to trade 
different things, you know, switch. Well, maybe it makes more sense to do this today first than this second or vice versa, or you allow more time for something or less time for something. Or if you finish something even faster, then, you know, you, you can substitute things, but the, the, the framework is the thing that's so important initially. And the mindset and the physical appearance and the way you, you present yourself to yourself for that day in this situation is going to make a big difference in how you feel. Um, Joe, what were you going to say? Just two things really, I guess. Um, I was originally going to say, make a space to do it, but I think to expand on that a bit, make it a nice space. Don't just like choose the corner of a table, which has loads of other crap on sort of really, even a room, if you can find a room to kid out and get a nice desk and, you know, get some plants in or something and really designate a kind space for yourself to be productive. Um, and I know for me, if, like I am surrounded by mess that raises my anxiety. Even I get really stressed by it. So <clears throat> like today I took time and cleaned the house and it's made me feel really fresh. Um, and that makes me feel more productive and able to work. But the other, the other thing I would say is if you're not used to working from home, there are tons and tons of really great productivity software tools, um, that can really, really help. Um, one, I use is called shift where you can get like multiple email accounts open on a, on a toolbar. So you can switch between them really quickly and you can load like WhatsApp and like Slack and all sorts into it. Um, and tons of companies at the moment are rolling out free subscriptions or extended trial periods because of everything that's going on. So um, if you're being frustrated by uh, limitations of like software or emails or something just um, take the time to have a Google and see if there's some tool which can make life easier because it makes a huge difference yeah that's great well yeah that's that's uh, I don't know I don't know how, about you guys but I feel way better after this uh, recording than I did last week I left last week's feeling like overwhelmed and frankly stressed out and <laughs> scared of what was happening and didn't have this routine locked down and it was just rough it was but it but it was a, a a turning point that night in like realizing that i need to fucking really get my shit organized for this new lifestyle um but it it's it's nice to be here this week from a different vantage point hopefully uh, helping people that may have been where myself or Jordan really were last week, you know? Um, and Joe, I, you know, I asked you this, I think we were, I mean, I forget when we were chatting about it, but I was asking like, you know, how's your level of anxiety with this? How are you doing with this? And, you know, you surprised me with your answer of being like, you know what? I'm really, I'm pretty calm. And I don't, mm -hmm. this wasn't today. I mean, this was a week or two ago, whenever we were talking about it or texting, I don't, I can't even remember the days, but um, it's just good to see that I think everybody, at least on this call, um, has figured out a little bit more of how we're managing this situation. And my hope is that it's rubbed off for any of the listeners. So we, we do have other questions, but, um, 
we are still planning on doing more episodes, so we'll address those then. Um, if anybody else in the group, facebook.com slash groups slash chocolate croissants wants to ask any questions, um, there's some threads already where you can post, but I'm sure we'll start some new ones even for this week where you can, uh, where you can chime in for any thoughts, advice, questions, whatever for any one of us. Um, but, uh, hopefully this has been helpful. I don't know if you guys have anything else you want to say, but for me, this is a good point to wrap up, I think. And, um, you know, everybody just do your best with what's happening right now. There's an, there's an importance to absolutely worrying about other people and the world and your community and everybody around you right now. But you have to remember that you really won't be any good to any one of those people if you don't take care of yourself first. And that should be the first step. Figure out how you can put yourself in a good position with what's going on, even if it takes a couple weeks or however long, so that at that point, once you're good, you can then focus on others. But until then, um, don't stress too much about everything else that's happening around you. Focus on how you can get yourself right. That, that That's some advice that I've received before, and it really applies right now more than ever, I think. Yeah. Look, I mean, that's the, the best you can do right now is, is taking care of yourself. And that helps the, you know, that helps the group for sure. And then helps everyone around you. Um, just to make a point, so we don't forget, we're going to, we're going to put the Wim Hof method. We'll put that somewhere in the Facebook group for everyone. Anybody who wants to, we'll start a thread for anyone who wants to start it. I'm down to start it tomorrow. Maybe Joe and Jordan will join me as well. Matt has already kicked in and inspired and into it. And I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, the other thing I'm going to do is I'm going to start a, a fitness thread because a couple of people I know, and we can address those next week, had asked about fitness tips. Um, whatever I'm sending around workout for the, you know, the wad, the workout of the day, I will post that in the group. Uh, if, if people want me to post a clip of how to do each of those moves, I'm more than happy to, to shoot a quick video as I've done for Joe. And I even got Matt to demo a few things for Joe as I commentated, which is, which is, was, I mean, was very rewarding and it was awesome. Um, and I'm glad we we've gotten to form that relationship. And I think all that's going great. So if, if I can help in that way, you know, I think that would be awesome. So I'll start sharing those. We're going to do the Wim Hof method together and I'm going to pass it off to Joe if he has anything. And if not back to Jordan for a ding. Joe, thank you. Yeah. Joe? Um, just be kind to yourself as well. Let yourself take moments in the day. Um, I, I was thinking the other day, road rage uh, is a thing because when we are driving, we are in a heightened state of stress subconsciously. So if something happens, we're already at an 80% stress level. So we go from 80 to 100, whereas if we were just on a sofa, we'd be going from you know 10 to 30. So if you're finding yourself feeling anxious and stressed and not knowing why, it's because you know, there's so much tension and stress in the air and everywhere. So we're already at this sort of raised base level of stress. So uh, don't worry if things seem harder than they normally are or do. Um, and just take a moment to love yourself. 
and take. Yeah. yeah. I just want to share one more thing. If anyone can see, there's a wreath there on our door. This has been like one of the, the this is like the, the most fun thing to track right now, which is, which is like completely void of what's going on, which is really cool. There's actually, there's a bird nest between the wreath and the door and we keep checking in with it. And every day there's another egg and the bird just, there's like, you know, the mama bird just keeps sitting in there. And it's fun because we can see the tail sticking up through the door. And so now we've got this whole routine of like, well, wait, should we go out the other door in the garage, the breezeway and like let them be? So look, finding other things uh, that not not necessarily distract you, but, you know, just remind you that like stuff, other things are going on and, and everything's going to be okay. Uh, and watching life happen like this uh, at our doorstep is is just a, an, another great reminder that it's all going to be okay and and we're going to get through this. Hell yeah! What a what a great episode, guys. I feel significantly better because of this conversation. Um, so I want to thank all of you. Um, I'm not going to share any advice right now. I, I think Matt, Justin, and Joe uh, gave plenty. Uh, of, of, of just mindset and, and ideas that, that can really help us throughout the next week um, and beyond. Uh, the, the, what I want to end on, I, I posed a very simple question in the Facebook group today, and it was simply, uh, where are you right now? And for me, I think the value in it was to uh, get a sense of uh, the community, uh, the worldwide community, that and and just the gift of technology to to help us feel not alone. Uh, what we are going through is literally global, um, and, and and just going through it like very briefly. Obviously, there's many uh, of the states in, in the U.S., um, but but Canada, Denmark, England, uh, Poland, Ireland, uh, Syria, uh, so on and so on and so on. Um, and, and so if you're not in the group, again, I'd like to invite you into the Facebook group. Uh, and if you haven't commented in that thread, go ahead and, and just go through and, and see that uh, we are truly in this together. Um, I live alone, but I'm not alone. And, and I'm very grateful for that. Um, so with all of that, we, we, we hope uh, you have an incredible day, an incredible night, an incredible week ahead. And until next time. Bye-bye.